Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Hello? How you doing? Uh, it's, it's M. William Phelps, Matthew. Yes, how you doing, Matthew? Good to talk to you. Same here. That is the voice of a man who played a very small but extremely pivotal role in getting the Stevenson investigation moving toward a viable suspect. He's asked me not to use his name because, despite the events having occurred nearly 40 years ago, there is still an understandable fear of being connected to a deadly aftermath that played out years after the Stevenson murders. At the time, I was uh, the youth leader at a church, and uh, I had taken the, the youth on a canoe trip. 
and we went uh, to canoe the Whitewater. He's referring to the Whitewater River in Indiana, just about an hour's drive from Bethel, Ohio. And as we were canoeing down the river, we saw a bag floating in the river. And, you know, canoes turn over, people lose stuff. We thought somebody had lost their bag. So we picked it up, put it in the canoe, finished out the trip. Uh, when we got back, we had opened the bag and we saw uh, a name and a phone number inside the bag. So we started calling and it just rang, 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 no answer. Uh, later that evening, uh, I was at home watching the news and the news flash was there was a family that was killed and, uh, and burned in a, in a house. And the name was the same as the name I was calling. That name was Linda Stevenson. It was July 8, 1981, just two days after the fire, when Linda's leather handbag was found floating in the river, stuck on a large branch. Inside the bag was a rolled-up $20 bill tucked in the corner and some loose papers. No keys, no wallet. What stands out to me is the location. 70 miles from the crime scene, a purse in the water, and Linda's name found inside? As I've said before, there are no coincidences in murder. Only connections. So I called the police station right away, told them what happened. They came right up, got the bag, took me for a ride down to the police station, questioned me about it. Then the next morning, some detectives called me back and asked me if I would uh, be willing to take the day and go with them to the Whitewater and show, show me the approximate location where I picked it up. Uh, how did you feel about that, finding that bag? of? It was a little scary, yeah, because, you know, I didn't know what my involvement really was finding it and, you know, how, how that was going to involve me uh, with murderers or something like that. But uh, I was glad I did it. It was a... Uh, any good person or a decent person would know it's the right thing to do. The handbag being found in another state could have meant the killer or killers crossed state lines sometime after committing the homicides, which in turn is what activated the FBI's involvement. While keeping in mind the bag certainly could have floated a great distance, the Whitewater River travels nowhere near Bethel, Ohio. That said, the Claremont County Sheriff's Department had a new, rather promising focus. Brookville, Indiana. Previously on Paper Ghosts. Uh, there was some pretty bad blood going on for a while. It was getting out of hand, and it, that goddamn punk threatening us with guns and shit. And I, you can look down on the floor, and you can see the outline of where her body was to the point where I could see that she raised a hand. I could see it. And what's interesting, I think, is there's two different caliber bullets you guys begin finding, right? 22 and a 38. What does that tell you as a cop? Uh, that lends us to think two shooters. My name is M. William Phelps. I am an investigative journalist and author of 44 true crime books. This is season two of Paper Ghosts Burned.
Now past the 48-hour mark in the investigation, the police went back to what they could confirm. Who was at the Stevenson's house that night? After a successful July 4th weekend in fireworks sales, the Stevenson family returned from a celebratory dinner to their home around 10.30 p.m. After saying goodbye to her stepdad, Billy, mom, Linda, Uncle Eddie, and her five-year-old brother, Billy Jr., Carol Thompson recalls what happened as she and her young daughter were about to head out. As I was getting ready to leave, and I was gathering Shannon up, I was getting ready to walk out the door, and as I got to the foyer, the doorbell rang, or they knocked, I don't remember how it went down, but I opened the door. Ron Thomas is standing there. Ron Thomas was a close family friend of Billy and Linda Stevenson. Billy had known the guy for at least 10 years, having bought and sold silver and gold and other types of jewelry from and with him. He was Steve's best friend. He loved him. I remember thinking, you know, Ron was like one of the coolest guys I'd ever met. I remember him bouncing little Billy, you know, on his knee. Uh, Ron was a good guy. Ron was a big dude, 6'3 or so. He had this 70s porn-style mustache, brown hair, solid build. He, Billy, and Linda often hung out at the house together, along with Ron's wife. And he stayed in the doorway. That's nothing unusual. You know, nothing unusual at all. So I, I have him, you know, step in, come in. But what is unusual, in my mind, okay, is there's a man behind him, with him, steps in with him. I was told it was uncommon for strangers just to pop in at the Stevenson house. Though, when invited over, Billy and Linda opened their home and their hearts to close friends. This is my mother's house, okay? I wouldn't bring a stranger to my mother's house. Me, her own daughter. And you don't remember anyone calling and saying they were coming over while you guys were there? No, definitely didn't. So Ron never Ron called. Ron just showed up. No, but Ron, that would be normal for Ron to just show up. That would be normal. I found it odd that he brought this guy, but I find out later that this guy has been with Ron a couple times at various shops, mostly my dad's. And supposedly this guy's his bodyguard. But me, I don't know this. And, and even, even so, Ron showing up unannounced does not surprise me at all. He's a friend, a very close friend. But the stranger to me, just that just rocked my world to the point where I made it a point of saying hi to the guy because I wanted him to speak. I needed, you know, something. I don't know what I needed, but I needed something. Ron comes in and I'm like, hey, Ron, how's it going? Hey, mom, Ron's here. And I'm like, hi to the guy. And the guy says hi to me. And then I'm almost like, okay, guys, got to go kind of attitude. Like I'm going to pass them and going out the door, right? But Ron stops me. It's almost, it was weird, really. He, he stops me and starts talking to me. And out of the blue, he asked me, how's Jim? How's Jim doing? Which I found so weird. But now that these two, you know, have this little pot thing going, I guess that's normal. But I still found it very weird. The Jim that Carol's referring to is her husband, James Dean Thompson. And what she meant by this little pot thing was that Ron Thomas and her husband were, quote, business partners. Ron provided a product. Jim sold it. Nonetheless, Carol mentioned this short, stocky guy as being Ron's bodyguard. So the question then becomes, why would Ron Thomas need a bodyguard? So Ron wasn't the type of guy to ask you how your husband no. was No. God, no. Absolutely not. 
No. He was my parents' friend. He wasn't mine. So, like, I could see him saying, how are you? Just as a common courtesy. But no, to really, no. But he did. He, he stopped me, literally, because I was going to go out the door. And did this guy say hi back to you? Yeah. His buddy? Yeah. And what Very did he say? Very gruff, just... I don't remember it exactly, to be honest with you, but it, it, I remember him replying. Uh, I think it was a gruff bay with a nod of the head. I remember the nod of the head. I had no idea who he was. No idea at all. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Detective Tom Cooper, the lead investigator on the Stevenson murders, was in the process of tracking down Stevenson family friend Ron Thomas. They needed more intel about that other man with Ron. So Cooper showed Carol a series of photographs 
like a lineup of bad guys from the area to see if she could recognize anybody. Carol pointed to one photo of a man with a mustache and said, I think this is probably him, but I'm not sure. She just couldn't remember. So the sheriff's department approached Carol with an idea. Was she willing to undergo investigative forensic hypnosis in order to try and recall what the man looked like? To start with, we have been trained to conduct investigative analysis. And the entire idea of doing this relates to you in hypnosis being able to convert things from your subconscious memory to your conscious memory. According to the U.S. Department of Justice, quote, the use of hypnosis to refresh memory is a widely accepted therapeutic tool in helping various professions, but its use in a forensic setting is less widely accepted, even though it can be a viable and effective technique. That said, investigative hypnosis itself is controversial. Some believe it works while others do not. In the world of law enforcement, its success has been demonstrated in many cases, but its use as a valuable forensic tool is generally debated and categorized under a banner of, quote, junk science. I'd like for you to uh, just take a couple of real deep breaths and let yourself relax. Just look at the finger, concentrate on the tip of my finger. As my finger comes closer and closer, at some point you come start to feel more and more relaxed. And just notice the uh, ridges, the lines, the fingerprint. The problems I have seen with hypnosis as a forensic tool begin when the case winds up in a courtroom. Anything learned through hypnosis will be challenged, judged, disbelieved, and argued. Some states allow information obtained under hypnosis as evidence. Most do not. The major concern is that because the procedure itself is leading, hypnosis can plant false memories in the brain, and the subject being hypnotized likely doesn't even realize it. What we wish to do now is on the count of five, I want you to imagine that you're now sitting in your chair watching a tape recording of the events that occurred the evening July the 5th. Along with my count, I will allow you to see everything that's possible to see, just like that scene occurred on July the 5th. 10, 9, This audio from an old-school reel-to-reel tape is part of a cache Carol Thompson and her daughter Shannon acquired and handed off to me. No one outside of law enforcement has ever heard them, not even Carol or Shannon. Many parts of this investigation were fully resolved before I ever came into it, but hearing the case unfold in real time gives me a unique perspective, along with an opportunity to try to find new information and answers. Unfortunately, 40 years of time and temperature have taken their toll on a good portion of the tape. And the audio quality is rough, as you can hear. 
was here was Carol's responses are difficult to make out, but she was able to recall that the stranger's hair was brown and messed up. His hair starts on top. How is it in? And the length was past the nape of his neck. For Detective Tom Cooper, what he hoped for from Carol's forensic hypnosis examination was not evidence per se, but just a clue to locating that mystery man. The background room atmosphere on the hypnosis tape has this eerie espionage-like interrogation vibe to it. Now again, I'm going to count the count of five. I'm going to touch your left shoulder, which will assist you in relaxing and also assist you in performing the zoom lens. It's as if I am listening to something nobody outside of those involved was ever supposed to hear. One, two, three. As the tape continues, the audio doesn't improve much, but Carol continued to recall physical details about the stranger. She described him as white, with a dark complexion, in his late 30s, early 40s, between 5'9 and 5'11, with wavy, medium, brown hair, a mustache, brown eyes, pudgy nose, heavy build, with a big belly. Eyewitness testimony is often scrutinized for this very reason. Carol looked at this man, close up, as she was walking out the door, yet describes him differently in several documents and my interviews with her. What I think is, at times, her memory is combining both men she saw together. Now, I want you to see, if you're able to see, any clothing. Comparing what Carol told law enforcement immediately after the murders, what she said during her hypnosis session, and what she said to me over the years is so important. Describe that man for me. Okay, he's several inches shorter than Ron. Now, I know for a fact Ron's 6'2", so I'm going to peg this guy at, he's pretty short, so I'm going to peg him at like 5'9". And he has brown, unkept hair, so it was very messy. And it was a little over his ears and dark skin and husky, a husky build. Being hypnotized was really weird. I mean, it's really weird. Um, the only thing I can really say about hip, being hypnotized, it kind of makes you release any kind of fear. A fear Carol had to let go of at the time was her initial suspicion and accusation toward her family's business rival. Jim Riley. Despite investigators being initially interested in Jim Riley as a major suspect, the guy had an alibi. His wife Wanda assured police he was at home with her the entire night. I was so, so ashamed of myself, really, for even thinking that. But it really was, I'm trying to justify it, but it really was because of the phone call. If I had not gotten that phone call from him telling me that, he was going to come over and, and you know, it, just the way he said it, I guess, threw me off. And, and to this day, I feel terrible. I, I've never I've never seen James since then. But if I if I ran into him, if I recognized him, I would apologize. I really would. Because I, I really did believe it was him. I would have laid down my soul that it was him.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Finding the right news podcast can feel like dating. It seems promising until you start listening. When you hit play on Post Reports, you'll get fascinating conversations and sometimes a little fun, too. I'm Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. Martine and I are the hosts of Post Reports. The show comes out every weekday from The Washington Post. You can follow and listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. It'll be a match, I promise. As firefighters waged battle against the flames engulfing the Stevenson's house, a patrol officer working the overnight shift in Amelia, a neighboring town to Bethel, pulled over two men in a pickup truck speeding down Route 125. At the time of the stop, nothing from the encounter seemed off to the officer. Two men speeding, a routine traffic stop. But nine days later, giving no reason why he waited so long, that same officer contacted the Claremont County Sheriff's Department with information that would change the course of Tom Cooper's investigation. In one of the unearthed audio recordings I've obtained, you can hear the officer recall how the events unfolded that night. I had a couple of kids standing there next to me. They were watching the radio. They were 
they said, here comes one, you know, it was really quiet, there wasn't anything on the street, you know, just, and uh, it's 25 mile hour zoom, and I, I think I set the radar twice, and went off 55, and then went 52, I think when I locked in at 52. The patrol officer stopped the truck, which had kept driving for about a quarter mile before finally pulling over. Which makes me wonder, what were they doing during that time? And then when I got out, I didn't call it in. I didn't write anything down. It, was, it came right out of the truck back to me. He got instantly, so I got out so I could be standing up face to face with him. In light of today's policing standards, this would seem absurd, dangerous, and out of touch with the reality of police work. But look, in 1981, in such a small town, cops didn't think too much of it if someone they just pulled over got out of their car and approached them. More than likely, in fact, the cop could have known the guy. The one characteristic the officer did recall with certainty was the driver's height approximately the same as his, but not quite as tall as the cop's six-foot-two frame. He was hefty, you know, hefty build. Uh, kind of just dressed sloppy, if I can remember. I can't remember what he was wearing, but I remember he had like a, a grubby look to him, you know, thinking maybe he'd been in a bar somewhere all night or something, you know. But he didn't appear to be intoxicated at all. Uh, I remember when he turned... Yeah, he definitely had like a scab or something on his eye. Like he'd been poked in the eye or scraped his eye or something. He had like a, like a blood blister threatened by the, uh, where the white goes into the, the pupil. So I was thinking that, yeah, it probably hurts. I say that myself, you know, when I see I just I asked him for an operator's license. And, you know, I told him what he was doing and he gave me his license and I as, I, as, well, as soon as he came back, I heard the passenger door open and close. Okay. And I thought maybe the guy was going to get out, so I kind of looked over. I went over around the back of the truck and kind of watched that side, make sure he wasn't coming out on me or something. Yeah, I thought I figured maybe you know, I threw that can of beer or something, you know, being that late. And then I got his operator's license. I told him to have a seat back in the truck. I looked at his license. I, I, I don't remember his name. I don't remember the address or anything. The officer recalled the driver's, quote, messy, dark hair. He never bothered to look at the passenger, which spoke really to how routine he felt the stop was. And he could not recall the color of the truck. And the only thing I can really remember about the truck is it had Indiana tags on it. There were white tags with green numbers or letters or whatever they were. And I walked back up to this truck and just told him, yes, I, I know it's late. You know, the car on the road, just try to slow down. The game was lasting back and he took off. By the time the officer got home that night, he was well aware of the Stevenson fire because he'd heard the fire alarms go off about 15 minutes before he pulled that truck over. It still meant nothing to him since it was in a different town. So he never thought to report the incident. That is, until the local news reported Linda's bag had been found in an Indiana river. Something clicked. Talking to law enforcement and reading through the reports, it's clear that had the Amelia police officer followed procedure to a T that night, he would have been murder victim number five. After corroborating several details about the truck pulled over in Amelia on the night of the murders, 
The sheriff's department was confident the two men were Stevenson family friend Ron Thomas and the man he'd brought to their home just hours earlier. That same man Carol Thompson had never seen before. What's more, the last place Ron Thomas was known to live? Brookville, Indiana. The same town where Linda Stevenson's bag had been found in the Whitewater River. In the next episode of Paper Ghosts. I said, you left 1130? He said, yeah, I left 1130. I'm like, oh, okay. So we get off the phone and it, bam, my head. It just, I keep hearing that in my head. 1130? What the hell? Why did he lie to me? Didn't care for him at all. My grandmother used to say, you get that gut feeling. Well, when I get a gut feeling, it, it sticks with me 90% of the time. He gets to the traffic light in the middle of Brookville and stops at the traffic light, and we took him down. I mean, it, between us and the FBI and all everything, it was just... How did that go? Oh, it was... <laughs> one person in Brookville said, I've never seen so many guns out at one time. Paper Ghosts is written and executive produced by me, M. William Phelps, and I Heart executive producer, Christina Everett, with script consultant, Matthew Riddle. Audio editing and mixing by Abu Zafar. Thanks to Will Pearson at iHeartRadio. The series theme, number 442, is written and performed by Thomas Phelps and Tom Mooney. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. From BBC Radio 4. Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. 
Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Become a part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health. Trinity graduates can empower their communities through natural health principles and techniques, whether they go into practice to guide others toward their wellness goals or open a store to sell their favorite health products. Trinity grads are equipped to change lives. With 19 online programs and flexibility to fit your busy schedule, including the popular Certified Natural Health Professional, you can get the training that helps you turn your passion into a career. And here's the best part. You can earn the certification in less than a year. From herbology to naturopathy and health coaching, Trinity allows you to make a meaningful difference by helping others live healthier, happier lives. Don't wait any longer to pursue your passion for natural health. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org.